Well, praise the Lord and welcome to the Old Path Bible Study. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here in my office at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas. What a joy it is to be with you today. Gathered around God's Word, you never know what the Holy Spirit's going to show us. You never know what the Spirit of Truth is going to apply to our hearts or do. Through the preaching and the teaching of the gospel. The, Lord, the Bible says in the end of the book of Mark that the Lord went with them doing signs and wonders, helping them preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Our Lord's focus is the gospel 24-7. It's never not the focus of our Lord. And I'm thankful to know that today after all these years of ministry. So we are in Hebrews chapter 13. This is part nine today and we we have these bible studies every monday and thursday morning at 8 30 a.m central time and i encourage you to tune in if you ever miss any you can look on the youtube channel curtis hutchinson 316 or the website thecrosswaychurch.com and you can watch them they're archived there and we're just i tell you what I, I tell you, all the Lord has brought us through and even bringing us through right now with all the temptations to follow men and to follow these seducing spirits that are attempting so hard to take us back into the things we came out of. I'm so thankful for the message of the cross. I'm so thankful for the focus of Calvary and the Lamb. And I don't mean just using those words. I mean literally opening our Bibles and beholding the light of the Lamb, the, 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 the work of the Lamb. I'm, I'm so thankful to know here in my ministry today that without the focus of the Lamb, we are with blurred vision, and we cannot see the Word properly. We cannot walk in it properly. And, 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 and listen, without the truth of the gospel, without the truth of the gospel, we cannot walk uprightly before the Lord. And if we don't know what that means and how that is experienced, then we're going to be very, very seduced in these great deceptive and deceiving times. So... I, I tell you, you're going to see more deception than you have ever, ever seen. And even the elect are being deceived and, and, and waxing cold from this place of faith and security that's only found in the blood of Jesus, the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm thankful for those few men and few women, just as in Paul's day, very few, who will stay the course to preach Christ crucified. I'm very, very thankful for those because it takes that message. It takes that message to prevent the seduction that we see taking place. Let's get into this today. Hebrews 13, and let's look at verse 10 today. It's going to be very, very powerful today. The Lord, if you will allow Him to impart truth into your heart, you're going to have what you need for today. You're going to have what you need for today, and you need to allow the Holy Spirit to put truth in your heart. You shouldn't be looking for anything but the truth. And when the truth comes, Jesus said, it's the truth that will liberate you. It's the truth that will make you free. So this is part 9, Hebrews 13, part 9 on this, what day is today? The ninth day of March 2023. 
Let's look at verse 10. Hebrews 13, verse 10. We have, we have. That, that word we there is pertaining to those who are trusting in the cross of Christ, his death on Calvary's tree. We, not, not anybody else. The Bible is very exclusive. The whole world is offered an opportunity to be a part of this exclusivity, but it is very narrow. It is very exclusive. And everyone who doesn't come this way is eliminated from the things of God. Everyone who doesn't come God's way, everyone who doesn't participate from this altar, everyone who's not a, a part of the we here, which is Christians who are keeping their faith in the sacrifice, their focus in the sacrifice, everyone who's not a part of this we is excluded from the experience of what we're reading. Everyone. Everyone. You, you, you remember the story at the end of Leviticus chapter 9, and I brought this out a couple of sessions in the past, a couple of sessions ago about Aaron, two of Aaron's sons. Well, they went and offered strange fire. Now, this is at the this is this is at the beginning of Leviticus chapter ten, right after, and you need to read this right after the very end of what you read in Leviticus chapter nine, when Moses and Aaron came out of the temple and they praising God and the, the glory fell and 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 the people worshipped and immediately right after that the two sons of Aaron went and offered strange fire the same fire fell from heaven and instead of it being the glory of the Lord that the people worshipped that same glorious fire came and took the lives of those two boys who simply just went and got fire off the wrong altar and offered it to God. He did not accept it. it. It became a place of death for them. And it's the same way today. People may not fall physically dead like they did under the law of the Old Covenant, but they are spiritually dead underneath the New Covenant if they're not partaking off this altar we're about to read about today. If they make the, the focus of their ministries or the focus of their Bible, if they make the focus anything other than Christ crucified, then they are not partaking off this altar. They can pretend. And, and, and let me tell you something. Deception, deception, my friends, means I don't know that I don't know. Millions of Christians are deceived today. Remember, being deceived is... I don't know that I don't know, but I think I do. That's deception. You can't tell people anything who are deceived. The only the only way, the only one who can get through the deception, the lies of the enemy, the seduction, is the truth of God's Word. And if that's not willing to be grabbed a hold of and taken through faith in the cross alone, then the deception and the seduction will only wax worse and worse. We're watching it right now. We're watching it happen right now in, in an unprecedented manner, like even like never before. Even those who preach this message and claim they still are, who are bringing about a mixture now. 
It's, it's unprecedented, and people are still going to listen. Some be, some people could could say that they're turning even toward Catholicism, and some people would just follow them right into that because men, a lot of men, are only following men. They're not following the truth of the scriptures. They don't even get together for the truth of the scriptures. They get together for the most part, either because it's a family social thing or they want to be entertained by musicians or entertained by certain ministers who have this uh, uh, way of carnal uh, pr- producing a show, calling it the Holy Ghost. Uh, but it's not the truth of Calvary. So you got to be very careful where you're eating. And we're going to look at that today. Because new covenant experience is based on what you're eating. What you're, not in the natural, not meat and drink in the natural, but what you're eating. So let's look at this today in verse 10. says, we have an altar. Okay, now we have to stop here and look at the word altar. The word altar means a place of sacrifice. A place of sacrifice. We have a place of sacrifice. We have a place of sacrifice. We have an altar. You, you got to get this now. We, in the New Covenant, altars are, are, are not just Old Testament, and altars today in the New Testament are not the front of a church. We call that come to the altar, but what we're saying, we better be saying, is come to the cross. Come to the altar. Because when you come and get prayed for, if your faith is not in the sacrifice of Christ, you, you're, you, it's not going to work for you. I don't care what goes on there. It doesn't matter what goes on there. If the people's faith is not in the sacrifice, the death, the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, the prayer, the everything that you think's going on is not going to happen. It's, it only happens. What God does, he does at the altar when he can get his people to partake there at the only altar he's involved in. He's not involved in any other altar at all. Watch. We have an altar, a place of sacrifice. The word sacrifice points us to Calvary. If it doesn't, then we're at the wrong altar. And the Christian might say, well, no, we offer the sacrifice of praise. Let me say it again. If you say the word sacrifice, if you're studying the word sacrifice, if you're going to teach or preach or sit under the preaching and teaching of the word sacrifice, then you must be looking to Calvary because God only sees one sacrifice, one altar, one. And our sacrifice of praise is only that if our faith is deliberately and consciously in the death of Jesus. Then it becomes our sacrifice of praise, the sacrifices of righteousness. Hallelujah. Watch now. We have an altar. Now, there's a lot of Pentecostal people of which we claim to be too, but we're not like what the typical attitude is toward Pentecost. Our Pentecostal attitude is we're filled with the Holy Ghost, the gifts of the Spirit. We believe in all the gifts of the Spirit, speaking in other tongues, interpretation, healing, prophecy, faith, discerning of all that new covenant experience by the Spirit of God. But our focus, when it becomes the Spirit of God, it's a blurred focus now and we're not being led by the Spirit because He'll never lead you when the focus is Him 
If the focus is the Holy Spirit, he's not leading. He leads when he can get your attention on Jesus and what he did at Calvary. And you need to know that. There are many being seduced, even right now, by music, by, 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 by just witchcraft right out, and by uh, a twisted uh, scripture. And all, twist, all scripture is twisted out of its context if it's not being seen in the person and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you hear me right now and you disagree with this, you're being seduced. You've been seduced. And I'm not being ugly, but that's the way it is. I mean, what do you, what do you think Elijah went through when he stood on Mount Carmel? 850 false prophets of Baal? What do you think happened that day? Do you actually believe in, in, in the beginning of that whole situation? At the beginning of that, that, do you think any of those 850 prophets of Baal thought they were wrong? Do you think any of those 850 false prophets of Baal thought by the end of the day they would be dead and in hell? Do you think, do you think that all ended? In the way that everybody expected? No, it just ended in the way God expected because God was able to put to death the false prophets and bring his people back to a place of repentance at the only altar God can be experienced. And it is the altar of sacrifice. That's what the word altar means, a place of sacrifice. And you and I are to present Present our bodies as living, yeah, that's right, sacrifices unto the Lord, holy. There's no holiness seen by our Lord through demonstrations of anything outwardly, only the heart believing unto righteousness. <clears throat> that's the only avenue that's unto holiness, and that is non-experiential outside of partaking of this altar. <clears throat> and the only way we partake of this altar is through a simple childlike faith in the death of Jesus. That's it. That's it. That's it. If you're, I'm not talking about saying you believe that. I'm talking about trusting in that. And when you begin to trust in Christ crucified alone... The Lord begins to bring you out of all that seduction as we've watched thousands come out. And now the temptation is to go back in. It's not going to happen, honey. God's got a remnant. You can go back into that if you want to. I'm not going back in that. The Lord told me in 1994 something I had no idea what he meant, but I thought I did. He said, don't follow men. Only follow my word. And of course, I thought I knew what he meant. And I said, yes, Lord, only your word. But then I got tied up with men who were teaching and preaching God's word like nobody's business, quoting scripture like nobody's business. And I didn't remember what the Lord said. And I just began to follow men teaching the word without the context of righteousness, which is the cross of Christ. And I found myself, after seven, eight years or longer, doing something the Lord told me not to do. You do follow men. Don't take this the wrong way. You do follow teachers. You do follow preachers, but only if they're preaching and teaching the Word in its righteous context, which is the way of Calvary. 
The word is to always have a precedence and a greater authority than anybody who's putting it on the table. The word has the supreme authority because the word of God is God. Hallelujah. John 1, 1 and 2. You don't, the only way you can know you're following the Lord by following his word is if the word has more authority than the one you're allowing some minister to have. Amen. If you can't differentiate between the two, you're going to be eating off the wrong altar before you, before you realize it. So watch here now. We have an altar. We have a place of sacrifice. Whereof they, notice the words, we and they. The word they, in this sense, when this was written here, was those in that day who were Jewish people who would not let go of the old covenant. First of all, there was a group that wouldn't believe in Jesus at all. He's not the Messiah. He did not come from heaven. Our Father in heaven, the Father of our our great Father Abraham, did not send him. Uh, uh, that was one group. Then there was another group that were Jewish men and women who got saved believing in Christ but got led back into faith in what they were doing. That's most of what today's Pentecostal world is. Because, listen, when you get full of the Holy Ghost, you're going to be full of the Word. You're going to be full of desire to share His Word. You're not just going to have a desire to get together and watch somebody entertain you with music and song and entertain you with hype and emotions and, and all sorts of feelings, which, uh, listen, all that stuff is a part of even what is right but again, what's got to be leading and guiding is the word, listen, the word of the truth of the gospel. If that's not the leading ingredient, then we're off track. And it doesn't matter that we say, well, we do believe in that. Yeah, we are. No, no. If that's not the focus, if that's not the, what we're, the Bible says, if that's not what we're striving together for, the faith of the gospel, we're going to get in trouble we're not eating off the right table. So number one, there were Jews who never got saved, never believed in Jesus, who were a constant nagging, pulling of Satan against the church, even though they were Jews of Abraham's flesh. They weren't saved. They died and went to hell. Then there was those, again, I'm repeating, it's important, Jews who got saved, believed upon Christ, but then got pulled back into what they came out of. And that's where the letter of Galatians was written to the church in Galatia about these Gentiles and Jewish Christians who were being enticed to go back into what they came out of, which was law, what you eat, when you eat it, circumcision. Today for us, it's the government of 12. It's a, it's a, let me just be very simple. It's anything other than the focus of Christ crucified. Anything other, any focus other than Christ crucified, you will not have the power. You'll have to, you'll have to imitate it. You'll have to try to produce it yourself. And isn't it funny? Isn't it funny that only certain men show up who, who people think are able to do this? Oh, that's the anointing on them. No, that's carnal flesh. They could be, they, they got, listen, 
If they were out selling cars or in Hollywood or teaching a government history class in some college, they'd have that same zeal, that same uh, uh, emotions, those same feelings, no matter what they were doing. You got to be. It's the Holy Ghost. He's leading you to the altar every moment of your life. Second Corinthians four eleven. He always delivers you who are alive. Unto death. Why? Because it's the only table you're going to be able to eat off of and get the sustenance you need from God. And these folks out here who think, well, that, that message of the cross, it, it just drives people up. There's no real life there. No, they're looking for entertainment. I am too. But I'm looking for the entertainment of the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking for His working in me. Not somebody telling me, oh, that's the Holy Ghost. Oh, I don't need anybody telling me that's the Holy Ghost. If I'm believing according to the Scriptures, the Scriptures tell me the Holy Ghost is dwelling in me. And I in the Spirit Himself. And that I've got rivers of living water flowing in my innermost being. Hallelujah. That's those rivers, those streams of rivers of God's righteousness. Amos 5, 23 and 24. The Bible there says through that prophet, take the noise of your songs and your instruments away from me. I'm looking for judgment that comes down and streams of righteousness that flows. Hallelujah. That's what God's looking for and that's what he'll find if he can get his people back to that altar. Back to that altar. Hallelujah. Watch now. We have an altar whereof they, those who are trusting in anything other than the cross of Christ, they have, they have no legal right to eat off the altar that those whose faith is in the sacrifice, eat all of it. Listen, all those years I was teaching false doctrine, I said my faith was in the cross because that's, because that's what I believed when I was saved. But I was teaching all the things that are being taught now even more on a higher level, like you got to be, you got to tithe up to a preacher, and that preacher's got to tithe up to another preacher somewhere, and that preacher, that ain't nothing but a worldly money scheme in the church and men using scriptures to try to get rich. That's all that is. That focus there was money. It wasn't the cross. <laughs> and men say, well, we, you, you, our faith is in the cross, but these other things, God, you, no, God, don't use any of that other stuff. Your tithes mean nothing. Your offerings mean nothing. Your songs and instrument play mean nothing if it's not being done through your partaking of this altar, this place of sacrifice. Christ crucified, it means nothing. All the shouting and running and dancing and, and, and open show like we, we've got the Holy Ghost over here. No, let me tell you who's got the Holy Ghost moving and working in and through them. And that's those who are walking uprightly according to the truth of the gospel. How, everybody else, ain't, ain't nobody else walking uprightly according to the truth of the gospel. And I know this is not popular, but it is needful. What Paul did to Peter in Antioch wasn't popular, but it was needful. Thank God. Thank God. And we've got Peters today running around who can be rebuked like I was some 19 years ago and, 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 and realized where I was, realized what was going on, how wrong it was, why I was confused, 
All that didn't happen until I began to hear the focus of the gospel. The focus of the gospel. I'd been following men again. And there's a big, huge test right now. Huge. Because the devil, he, listen, the devil, first of all, he's only allowed to do what the Lord allows him to do. But he's given leeway to do what he does. And listen, many, many years can go by. And you be in something right. But all of a sudden, you begin to notice the focus is not right. The focus is not right. Now, what's been going on the last three or four years is a test for those that claim the cross. But yet, men are going to follow men. You just better make sure you're following those who God's given the rule over you through the gospel preaching and teaching. The focus of the altar that we eat off. Watch this now. We have an altar whereof they have no right to eat. The elimination from eating of this altar is when our faith is in something other than the death of Jesus. It's the only thing God allows us to boast in. Then why is everybody running around boasting of Pentecost? We speak in tongues. I speak in tongues every day. But I refuse. I refuse. I refuse to be a part of anything that's not focused on Calvary. Focused on it. Focused on it. Talking about it. Declaring it. Not ashamed of it. Hallelujah. We have an altar. We have a place of sacrifice. We still come to the altar in the new covenant. How often? Moment. By moment, Jesus said, you're going to, take, you're going to deny yourself. You're going to take up that altar, cross, same thing, to be able to follow me. That's what he said, Luke 9, 23, Luke 14, 26, and 27, where he says there in Luke 14, 26, and 27, if your family gets in the way, if anything gets in the way of you taking up this cross, that means focused on, boasting in, nothing but this cross. You're not going to be able to deny yourself. That's why we're watching a move, a, a migration from those who are only following men back into things we come out of, all in the name of love and unity, which all false. False love, false unity. Love rejoices in the truth. Amen. Unity is only found in the faith of the gospel. Not saying your faith is there. Showing it by what you preach and teach. Hmm. Showing it by where you go to church. Where's that? Where they preach and teach and focus on the gospel. We're in a, a huge, massive time of, of sifting right now where there is a great separation taking place. Thousands and thousands, if not more, are going back into what they come out of. And I hate it because it's going to be the second time around the mountain is going to be a horrible, horrible fall. A horrible, horrible fall. They won't listen to people like me because I'm just little nobodies, just like Paul was in that day to them, to, the, to these people who had no right to eat off this altar because they're serving the tabernacle. Now, that proves that they're, these people back when this was written, they're still serving the tabernacle. They're still all about the feast. They're still all about... What, what they eat, the meat they eat, what they don't eat. You know, like the man in Romans 14, he, he was all about the herbs, and he only herbs that he was eating. Well, he was, he was, he was dead spiritually. He had fought, he fought, he, he was fallen from grace. Now, 
I'll give the guy this. He could have been in a transition period, but we don't know that. That's Don't make a mistake by saying they're in a transition because you don't know that. They're in a transition if, they, if there's touching Calvary. If they're touching Calvary and Calvary's becoming more and more the folk, that, that's, the, that's the view of transition. I begin to hear the message of the cross, and I started out turning it off. I ain't listening to that. That's where I started. I don't need that. We're beyond that. And then I heard it a little more, then I heard it a little bit more, and then I heard a little bit, and I tried to preach it for a year and a half, but and I, I didn't quite understand it, but I was touching it. I was touching it. I was touching it. There was a transition there. Where, the, where there is a transition, the transition is viewable. You can see. People used to come and hear me when I first started preaching. I remember Brother Dale said, somebody told him, they're preaching the cross over there. And he said, I doubt that because he'd been listening to Sun Life Radio. He knew what the preaching of the cross was, the focus of Calvary. He knew what it was. He said, I doubt that, but I'll go check it out. And he come out there, and, and Dale, Brother Dale, awesome brother, and the Lord will tell you to this day, he says, yeah, I went. And he said, Brother Curtis, he, he, he was green, but he was preaching it. The transition is viewable. So if we're rubbing elbows with people, we're going to tell them what's right. Amen. And if they're getting it, there's going to be a viewable, manifest transition there. Amen. We, we, we don't see it a lot of times because it's going on in the heart, but when it first starts. But if that transition is there, you're going to start hearing it. You're going to start hearing it. And the more, and, and, unless they just say, nah, I don't think so, and they, and they go back to the wrong table and keep eating off the wrong table. The only table you and I can eat off of, the only altar we can partake of, is faith in the cross of Christ. That's it. Let's read it again. We have an altar. That's the cross. Whereof they have no right to eat. See, New Covenant theology, New Covenant experience is about all about eating from the right altar. And God forbid the minister stand and proclaim even one message without setting the table for the people of God to be able to eat. There's only one altar, one meal. And if that's not there... Christ is on the outside no matter what kind of musical show and talent and hair moving and chill bumps is going on. Christ is on the outside knocking to get back in to that fellowship. Read it in Revelation chapter 3, the end of the chapter. Christ is knocking on what's most of the true blood-bought church right now, he's knocking on the door to be able to get back in to fellowship. And he says, if any man would open that door, I'll come in and sup, that's eat, with him and him with me. You see, it is the meal of the day every day that the Lord sits at the table like with, like with the two guys on the road to Emmaus, the only eye-opening revelation that you and I need beyond salvation initially, the eye-opening revelation you and I must have moment by moment is at the table supping, eating 
with our Christ. And there's only one meal. That's His flesh and His blood. I hope you've been encouraged, enlightened. Maybe you got mad when you heard some things today. Well, that's okay because the flesh has got to get mad before the Spirit can get glad. Hallelujah. And that's a great truth. But I encourage you today, beware of who you listen to. Beware of what you hear. I'm not telling you anything Jesus didn't tell us. Take heed what you hear. Take heed who you hear. Because not everybody is setting the table with the only meal God is offering. And I praise God for the few that are. Don't go back what God brought. Don't go back into what God brought you out of. Keep going into further what God brought you into when he brought you out of those things where you cannot partake of him. God bless you. I'm so glad you joined us today. Gathered around God's words of truth that always point us to Christ crucified. I'm so thankful to that. My boast is forever in my Jesus and what he did for me at Calvary, where I first saw the light, where I first tasted of his grace and mercy, where I still commune with him moment by moment. Hallelujah. May we be known as the people of God, as the way of the cross of our Christ. I'll see you in the morning on Cross Time with Pastor Curtis at 9 a.m. Central Time. We're still in 1 Peter chapter 3. Join us in the morning. If the Lord stirs your heart to be a part of this ministry in a greater way, you can give him an offering at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can simply text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. God bless you. Have a wonderful day in Christ Jesus, and I'll see you in the morning. Until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.